Hello my friends, this is Wolfgang with Tools for Ascension and today I will be making comments and answering questions uh, from the video Remove, Cancel, Break, Soul Contracts, Vows, Karmic Agreements and uh, let's just get started uh, This is from Model Gada How many times is this meditation meant to be done? Is it uh, one pill? Set and forget. And I have to say, um, probably it will be the strongest the first time, uh, but I recommend maybe every time you're down, you're feeling down and depressed, or after you're coming from a depression or down state, to do so, and if it uplifts you, uh, that is a sign, you know, um, that uh, this worked for you, that you still had issues with this. And I have to say, um, a lot of the um, burdens that people experience, you know, in awakening, um, come from old uh, vows and uh, curses, and also uh, contracts. And many of them are very tricky, um, very, very tricky. Um, so um, it's generally that layer after layer after layer is being cleared. Um, and if you have a doubt, just use a pendulum, you know, or use kinesiology and ask, um, you know, should I do this meditation? Is this good for me right now? Yes or no? Right? Maybe you can also ask, should I do another meditation? You know, yes, I know. Right? Um, this is use your intelligence. Don't give your power away to me. You know, when I say every three days, because Wolfgang said, no, everybody is different. Right? Uh, good question. Thank you. And uh, this is uh, from Valeria Pons. And uh, I seen a blue light and it said no. And well, um, <laughs> So you just are following the commands of any blue light. Um, well, you know, I would say if this blue light, you know, appears to be divine. You know, and divine has many attributes, you know. I mean, there is love, there is light, uh, there may be beautiful spherical sounds, and there is no fear, <laughs> right? So that would be a sign of the divine. Um, so if it's of the divine, yeah, I probably would listen, you know, and uh, there are ways to test the divine, maybe put purple light, you know, uh, uh, on a column of purple light on the appearance, you know, and see, you know, does it squirm, <laughs> or is it enjoying it, you know, so uh, that's, you know, one, one way to test. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I would always test, you know, if it's not, you know, immediately apparent that it is divine, you know. I mean, I, I think there are many interests, you know, from all kinds of beings that you do not say no to those contracts because they cheated you into signing contracts, you know, where you didn't know how long you're going to be indebted and how much you're going to get plundered and overpay whatever you got, you know. So, uh, I hope this helps. And this is uh, from Tina 
Al-Haddad. I remember seeing the contract of a past life of mine as a Christian monk. It was a big leather book that was so heavy and I had an immediate realization of the cause of money blocks. Of course, it is also related to relationships. I worked on all past lives I know individually. Thanks for putting this. I'll keep coming back to this video and share it with others. Uh, thank you, first of all. Thank you so much for sharing, first of all. Um, you know, it encourages others. It also encourages me, you know, to see that um, my work has results, you know. And it shows others that it has results and, you know, that they're not alone with their own experiences, you know. Um, there is no established uh, religion or community, you know, for those phenomena at this moment. This is kind of cutting-edge people are waking up. And so the community is all here through the Internet, mostly. So sharing is, you know, a, a wonderful thing. And <coughs> so, uh, yeah, monks, you know, monks, renunciants, you know, they can be from all kinds of traditions, uh, whether it's yogi or this or that, you know. And um, uh, most of the time, um, they look uh, down on material well-being, on life, you know, they are into austerity. This means uh, no sex, no intoxication, and um, no gluttony, <laughs> right? And anything material is considered like bad. So they will probably also interfere, you know, with your prosperity, with your love life. Um, and you know, yeah, other pursuits. So, and plus they have their own opinion about what spirituality is, right? They're quite stubborn-minded in most cases, and so they even judge, you know, the type of spirituality you're practicing. So there's many times, you know, guilt feelings <laughs> and other things associated with those, right? Um, so, uh, they want to be good, but uh, because they're kind of outdated, you know, they're not enlightened. They, you know, they're still ghosts on the lower astral. Uh, they're even very prejudiced as they were as those humans, you know, when they were incarnated. Um, yeah, so, you know, they have to be, uh, you know, those, you know, if, if they're still ghosts, you know, they have to be released. And then also, you know, their vows uh, can be released then. And uh, so, let's say, a vow of poverty, and many times, you know, this is besides the effect of ghosts and soul fragments. Just the vow, you know, many times was very sincerely meant, and it, you know, uh, was there was a lot of affirmation, you know, because to be celibate is not an easy thing, <laughs> so you have to reinforce this again and again, so, you know, you have to be very, very serious. And then these are vows and ways of, of looking at the world, you know, to stay celibate, uh, they carry over into other lifetimes, right? And so that is not always meant for each life that we are uh, monks or renunciants, you know, that is uh, nonsense. You know, and only some of us, you know, um, you can be an enlightened being, you know, in any path of life. So, uh, we need enlightened beings everywhere, <laughs> people that walk with their high self, 
you know, uh, not just on a pedestal <laughs> on YouTube. So, um, yes, uh, so, you know, there, uh, so these vows of poverty really, really affect uh, other lifetimes. Um, thank you so much. Uh, now, uh, this is from Melissa Burbles. Wolfgang, this particular video, listening to it over and over, going deeper and deeper and deeper into it, and get it now. What's enchanting to me is, I don't have to change who I really am by letting go of all my soul karmic contracts. Amazing. Thank you. Well, you're not only not letting go of what you are, you're letting actually go of what you not are. <laughs> no, that is the thing. You know, what you not are, what you not are, you know. Um, I mean, uh, it's not that the karmic contracts uh, for this lifetime has been cleared. You know, we are clearing the ones that are outdated, that are interfering, that are just noise, you know, from other lifetimes and bleeding over. So, uh, you know, those things, they uh, limit you, right, in, in what you could be and what you should be. So we removing what you not are, and then you become more what you are, right? Now the thing is, you know, how is it, you know, what is it when, when you say, you know, this is me, that's how I am, right? You know, what, what makes it, you know, that, oh yeah, this is me. And it's actually when the high self is in you, when your high self is in you, you know, I mean, let's say when you're female, when your female high self is in you, and it feels great, you know, you feel taller on your shoulders, you know, then you pretty much function quite optimal, <laughs> at least wherever you are. And, um, yeah, and that is really, you know, that is the feeling, uh, oh yeah, this is really me, or maybe, hmm, that is what I would like to be all the time, right? Uh, so, yeah, this was a very good question. Thank you so much. And so this is from Mike Callahan. Uh, can this help clear and permanently cure genetic medical conditions that are on our soul contracts? Well, uh, probably not through a guided meditation. You know, that is uh, too extreme a change in whatever happens, you know, to your DNA. And those things have to be negotiated, you know, with the high self, um, you know, or higher self, um, so with spiritual authority of your own. You know, whether this was something that you chose, whether this was some kind of act of sabotage to keep you down. You know, if it's something that you chose for, you know, to learn a certain lesson, let's say humility, Right, and well, maybe you have learned humility, you know, through your whatever you encounter, and the high self may say, Yep, you know, that's not necessary anymore, and uh, maybe a little miracle <laughs> might help uh, to change, you know, um, mass consciousness. So, uh, you know, this might be granted, uh, but those things, you know, are generally the exception, and um. <coughs> Also, the question is, you know, if this is actually in your DNA. You know, many times um, we experience symptoms of uh, ghost, ghost fragments that are attaching to us. 
And so we think it is us, it's our malady that we are suffering and actually it's uh, from one of those soul fragments that's within us and um, you know once that soul fragment leaves uh, you know then situations can adjust really really fast you know especially with the spine, the neck and other things. A uh, very good question. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, from uh, Jason Farmer. Thank you, Wolfgang. I wanted to try this meditation without the crystals first. I feel very sensitive to them. I want to get rid of all contracts with the devil. Well, let me just stop right here <laughs> before we go to the contacts with the devil. Um, so, yes, uh, crystals. Um, you know, kind of when you know you hold them correctly, uh, or you make a layout on them. And let me see here. I have a a very nice crystal. Looks like a Lemurian. See, and you can see there is a symmetry here, and then there is a triangle here. You know, a triangular facet. Now that is very special at this. So, but in any case, you know, you put your thumb into one of those facets on top of the crystal. You can feel out for yourself if you have a crystal and, you know, you try every facet and with one facet you may get a bigger buzz than with another. It's just your own perception, you know, how you interact, uh, you know, with the crystal. But that is generally, you know, one way uh, to really nicely connect with the quartz crystal. And um, when it has been cleared, um, it can enhance, you know, your chi flow, I would say anything from 20 to 30 percent, maybe even more, you know, when you have really programmed it with some really high consciousness. You know, the higher your consciousness, you know, is uh, when you program the crystal and then that can be replicated uh, later on when you tune into the crystal that has recorded that consciousness. So that's one way of working with crystals. Uh, so, but in a case where you go into heavy-duty agada uh, meditation like this, you know, to have the support of crystals is a good thing. Um, probably I would also, you know, recommend to have some um, black stones with you because, you know, you're going into the underworld there, you know, with dark contracts and like a obsidian ball is not bad to have, <laughs> or any obsidian at all, or tourmaline, anything black, you know, is, is pretty good to have. So that's about crystals. Now let's, um, I want to get rid of all contacts with the devil that I made. He hid away until you mentioned that every cell in my body was vibrating and I felt a bit dizzy. Then I felt a pull of fear from it. Uh, I'm sick of it messing around with me, my mind, my heart, and my soul. Is there another indirect way to remove them from within? Uh, also, although I definitely f felt power in this meditation laying down. Any suggestions of who to see? Well, <laughs> you know, so uh, Many uh, light workers have, uh, first of all, you know, made contracts, you know, with the devil. And let me just be more specific. Um, <laughs> let's say with the dark side. You know, uh, there are 
all kinds of, of levels, you know, with which the contact can be made. You know, whether it's Jinns, whether it's Alphodarkonians or Anunnaki. So they're not all the devil, you know, and probably what is considered the devil nowadays is probably Alphodarkonians and uh, probably, uh, you know, also from the Hindu tradition, you know, what is considered a Rakshasha. Uh, that is uh, probably the Christian devil. Uh, and <coughs> yes, the dark side, you know, works with them as the light side is working with angels and beings of light, right? Uh, so here we are in the duality and we have dark team and light team. So <coughs> uh, these kind of things, you know, to resolve those um, you know, contracts with the devil, um, that's a very, very difficult thing. Um, I would say quite dangerous, you know, if you're not knowing what to do, uh, you can, you know, uh, attract the dark forces to, to attack you, right? I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed. So, personally, I don't like to do this kind of work, um, but it seems... Um, that these other times, you know, where this is happening, you know, there's people that are waking up, suddenly realizing that they have had contracts with the dark, that they walked the path of the dark. And it is uh, quite shocking, very, very shocking actually, you know, when you realize that you walk the dark side, you know. Because uh, most people that watch these type of videos, you know, are trying to be on the light side and service to others, you know, helping to raise the vibration. So it's certainly, you know, quite shocking. But then I have to say that, you know, this is a part of duality, you know, uh, this duality here that we are leaving now. Um, it's like a theater play, you know, where you have villains and you have heroes. Otherwise there would be no play. Um, so this is duality, you know, uh, to have good you have to have dark and, uh, you know, souls uh, walk these paths like actors take those roles and, um, you know, uh, <laughs> that is it, you have experience. And of course there is this saying that uh, nobody is more pious than a reformed whore. And, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, this means once you know that you don't like the dark, you really, really like the light. <laughs> and <coughs> and uh, this uh, makes a very solid, you know, uh, foundation, you know, for your intent. Um, it is not armchair philosophy that the soul is after or armchair, you know, experience. It is the direct experience, you know, knows on the grindstone here in the third dimension. So, yeah, uh, I would say, you know, you um, should uh, contact somebody that uh, can negotiate um, these kind of things with archangels, uh, etc., or somebody that has exorcism. Um, I hope this helps. This is from Tika's Transitions. Uh, this meditation changed my life a year ago. I literally saw things leave my soul that nobody would believe. My gratitude is endless for everyone involved in making this vital video to the spiritual journey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
um, and let's uh, yeah I mean for sharing you know uh, though uh, I saw things leave my body or leave my soul that nobody would believe I, I probably would believe you <laughs> you know I've experienced a lot of things by now you know so uh, yeah it shows the potency and I, I would say, you know, pretty much everybody is infested with something, you know, just like most deer or other animals in the wild are infested with ticks and other parasites. You know, this is just part of life, you know, we are food for other beings. All right. So, um, this is from Kelly's Magical Realm. I don't understand how anyone can take our power or our energy if we are guided and protected by angels and guides as well as I do my own protection work and on top of that I say daily that no one is allowed to access my energy. We do have rights so this does not resonate with me. Well, thank you, first of all, you know, for sharing this and being, you know, uh, outspoken. You know, this takes guts and, you know, I respect and honor that. And, you know, of course, I have asked myself those questions, you know. Um, how come, you know, that I'm not protected, you know, even uh, when, you know, I invoke protection, you know, sometimes you still, you know, get attacked, you know, something goes through. Uh, absolutely, you know, this happens. And so, you know, this goes actually to a much deeper uh, philosophical question, you know, how, and, you know, m you know, I grew up in the uh, post-war German generations where so many men, you know, came back from the wars, you know, completely bitter, you know, after they've seen like hell manifest, you know. This was not about winning or losing a war, you know, this is just, you know, what they have seen, you know, what humans do to each other, you know, uh, the, the evil, uh, you know, the hate, the anger, you know, this can happen. And so they lost uh, faith in God, right? Uh, and this, of course, you know, goes back, you know, to the question of free will. This is an old philosophical or spiritual question, you know, how can you have love when you have no free will, right? And um, this also, you know, has to do with old contracts, you know, where, again, you know, we got tricked into uh, signing contracts, where we gave our power away, where we gave permission. Uh, for instance, um, I have a lot of cases where, like in Egypt, you know, this happened a lot, that uh, priests or priestesses, um, you know, were promised uh, that through a certain ceremony they would be more psychic, would have more power, more beautiful, or get other gifts. And then the ceremony, they gave consent, the ceremony would be done, and basically their psychic powers were siphoned away, their life force was siphoned away, and, you know, there was a lot of fine print in the contract that they had no idea they were signing for, you know. So even now, after 2,000 years or 3,000 years or more, you know, I have, we have to reverse those kind of contracts. And if you think that, you know, this is, I'm completely off my rocker, 
um, just check a pendulum <laughs> and see if you you know still suffering from negative contracts from past life in Egypt. You know, first ask whether you were incarnated in Egypt, and then ask whether you're suffering from bad curses and uh, contracts in Egypt. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so these kind of infraction happen. And uh, they happen to saints too. I mean, it's very, very clear. Um, and I'm not here to declare, you know, who is a saint and who not. <laughs> probably get into a lot of trouble. Um, but probably, you know, you heard about the raw material, um, the law of one which was one of the books that really, really influenced my life. You know, I have a lot of respect for that book. And I actually visited, you know, the channel, you know, when they were still young and uh, talked, uh, talked with them, you know, spent like an, an, a day, half the afternoon with, with, with her. And uh, she told me, you know, I mean, and it's also in, in the raw material, you know, um, they got attacked, you know, all the time. <laughs> you know, they got attacked. They had to uh, really, you know, um, do a lot of work not to get attacked. And so she suffered a lot. She suffered a lot for her work, right? So, uh, you know, uh, the more potent you are, you know, the more uh, you will be attacked, uh, probably. You know, this happened to Martin Luther. Right uh, when he was writing the translation, you know, in, uh, of the Bible, uh, this happened to Jesus when he was after fasting, you know, in the desert for forty days. That's an all to see practice. So you know, everybody gets attacked. It's just how you react to it, right? It's not that the parents, you know, do all the homework for you. It's not that you know you say one time, "Oh God, please protect me and guide me." And then you're done, right? <laughs> and God does all the rest of the work. No, there's a give and take. You know, there's a reason we are here. And, you know, and it's not just uh, sleep all day. Okay, so I hope this helps, and I hope I did not offend you. So this was from Rimu. Uh, the family I was born was uh, poor, toxic, dysfunctional, and there was divorce abuse. Other families rich, calm, happy, respecting each other, I really don't know how to break it. I tried for what's working, saving, but negative people still remain, energy blocking, good luck is blocked. Well, yeah, um, you know, this happens, uh, to many people, you know, even if they're rich, you know, I've seen very rich but very unhappy people. So uh, generally, you know, this is due to curses, and some of those curses are deserved, and some of those curses are just from envious and jealous people, and, and it's a shame that this kind of thing happen. And uh, a lot of this is also, you know, from ghost or soul fragments. Um, these are basically uh, people that you, you know, hurt in past lifetimes or they became your enemies, you know, for I don't know what kind of reasons, sometimes even pious ghosts. 
that things, you know, their way is, <laughs> is the right way, <laughs> like poverty and austerity <laughs> and then celibacy, <laughs> right? And uh, so then, and then there is even also a bad karma, right? So, you know, I've had, you know, uh, clients that were in past life, you know, generals and thousands of soldiers died because they were kind of goofed off and uh, so there were a lot of angry ghosts that, you know, made their life miserable, or there were negligent kings, or there were pharaohs or other people that were, you know, uh, torturing their slaves or very cruel to their slaves. There were slave masters, uh, and, uh, you know, they all have, and there were people that cheated other people out of their land, you know, or put them into slavery. Um, so there are a lot of, you know, um, soul fragments and ghosts that do not go into heaven that want revenge. And they follow those people around lifetime after lifetime and besides sucking off their life force to sustain themselves in the lower astral, you know, they have to get their energy from somewhere. They're not supposed to be there. You know, they affect people telepathically, you know, the, the one they're after or people they're with, you know, uh, and uh, so can create uh, quite a lot of trouble for them. Very good question. Thank you so much. Um, now, this is from Henry James, uh, Mr. Wolfgang. I have never learned more from a man I almost couldn't understand. Well, I hope I'm not mumbling. Yes, but I'm German, and when I'm in my German mindset, I definitely get into this staccato I have to say <laughs> and uh, my comment isn't directed uh, to you rather the conclusion I had drawn about no understanding anyone with an accent well uh, strange sentence I have tapped into an area I need help with I have been too agreeable too agreeable for too long Thank you for your assistance. Well, you know, without actually really tuning into this, and I don't like to tune into situations for other people because, you know, that takes the power away from them. You know, I rather guide them to where they can see it themselves, you know, teach them how to fish for themselves, you know, in biblical terms. So, um, but, um, Let's see. Uh, you have been too agreeable. And um, this can most likely is from past life trauma, uh, where you have been broken or where you made a mistake, where you were like, instead of being agreeable and diplomatic, maybe you were hard-headed and created a lot of damage, you know, maybe for you and your family, or, you know, expansion of that tribe, <laughs> kingdom, <laughs> you know, who knows. And, uh, and, you know, or, you know, you uh, also, it's possible, um, this happened a lot, uh, especially to people that got sacrificed, um, that uh, certain magic uh, was applied on, that binds them, to them in future life. So let's say they wanted to possess a beautiful woman, a wife, as a wife, so they would do certain magic things and 
Um, so every lifetime, you know, this woman is, is kind of forced to somehow drown, to become a lover, to be submissive, to support, you know, uh, maybe financially to support or emotionally support, you know, sometimes to become a mother that's self-sacrificing, you know, but basically, you know, you become somebody's bitch, you know, and I like slang because it is very direct. Uh, not because it is offensive, but it is very direct. I think everybody knows what I mean, you know. So um, there are, you know, several occasions, you know, several possibility, and there could be other things too, right? So generally, you know, with those trauma, certain ghosts uh, are also connected and have to be released. Um, sometimes maybe you, uh, you know, <laughs> like every monk, you know, every disciple of a guru, you know, has to give up, you know, his power to the master. So uh, it could be that you, you know, done this in many lifetimes. And uh, sometimes, you know, if you give your power away to black magicians, and if you ever learn from a black magician, you know, part of the contract is that you have to give part of your power away to him. And that keeps on going and going and going. So. Uh, it's pretty much standard, right? So um, uh, this could also be a reason for being too agreeable. I hope this helps. And uh, thanks for sharing, you know, very, very good question. And this is for Darla Down 222. And I really want to do this guided meditation and even start it to a while back but part of me is afraid to call in the angels. Not that I've never asked them to help before, but I have since learned that the archons, which make me think of the archangels, and because I've reached a point where I accept nor deny anything unequivocally, I just don't know what to believe, so I neither believe nor disbelieve, you know, the insight I came to learn through spiritual teachers. Yeah, it's a very conflicting place to be in, yes, absolutely. So you're on the fence, you know, and the more you're on the fence, uh, the more possibilities are there, you know, and then you start juggling around. So uh, there are certain definitions you know, um, that designate these type of beings, you know. For instance, an archon um, is uh, described, you know, by the Essenes, which was, uh, you know, a hardcore uh, spiritual uh, Jewish sect in, in the time of uh, Jesus the Christ uh, that lived in a desert and um, they would uh, fast, they would do a lot of breath work, you know, kind of in terms of holotropic breath uh, or rebirthing. Uh, they would work with angels, angelic forces, uh, and they would eat what's called a seen breath, which was sprouted grains that were uh, maybe mixed, I think, a little bit with molasses. Uh, that's how we <laughs> ate it nowadays. <laughs> and you bake it in the sun, and it's a super nutrition, it's a superfood. Right. So these guys, and they were also, you know, using animals, water animals, drinking lots of water, breath work, fasting, 
yeah. Um, so these were very austere um, yogis, and uh, there described uh, this phenomena they called archons. And uh, these are uh, kind of astral beings, you know, negative beings. Uh, they are, uh, have maybe, you know, like a rat, you know, they have a certain intelligence. Uh, and they uh, like to attach at the sides of the head a lot and the side of the neck. Uh, but then also, you know, in other places in the body, you know, where that have been traumatized, where there is a lot of darkness. But they like these areas here um, because, you know, there's a lot of life force going through there. You know, the meridians are all there that can be accessed and you write at the brain. And uh, so they siphon off life force. And they also can affect, you know, the energy flow and also affect your thought processes. And, um, yeah, and they, uh, they, also, they have, like, they kind of flat, like a hand, and then they have little feelers, you know, going out that they can extend. And maybe even from here, you know, go into the other organs, you know, uh, connecting with the spine, you know, something like that. And um, they can be uh, removed. I basically ask, you know, higher beings to remove those. Uh, sometimes, you know, you have to uh, look at them, and now you have to look at the situation, you know, when they were implanted. And they have been implanted in all kinds of um, cultures. Also, and generally, get, they get implanted when there is a lot of trauma going on. You know, that's when you pick them up. That's when they can get into you. And of course, also through contracts. Mm -hmm. And um, so, these are archons. Now, archangels, by definition, are like a certain class of angels that are very, very, very high. You know, close to Creator. And uh, the so, by definitions, they are not archons. You know, so, and your definition that is important very, very important, you know, to be clear in mind, you know, what you are, uh, you know, addressing. So, you know, so uh, when you are, are addressing Archangel Michael, no Archon would even dare <laughs> to come close and, I mean, couldn't even, you know, imposter itself, you know, as, as Archangel Michael. So don't worry, uh, you know, and if you're not sure, you know, just ask Source, Source. You know, absolute source. That's why I always say absolute source, nobody beyond. You know, uh, invoke the help and love and protection of that. You know, and then you bystep all the misleading uh, definitions, you know, of who might be the supreme. Yeah, I just want the supreme. That's it. Very good question, very, very good question. Thank you. Uh, and here, it's me, Georgina. Gandhi was saved from karma contracts, then at the moment of, del of, yes, of death, he yelled, Ram, 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 Ram. And um, that is a historical fact, and, you know, every good, decent Hindu um, you know, knows these stories. There's the story of Ajamil, and uh, other people that, you know, at the time of death, you know, called for 
Um, even, you know, of a mistake, I think Ajamil, he called his son Narayana. Narayana is uh, one of the aspects of absolute being, absolute God, you know, aspects. And uh, so because he called uh, uh, Narayana, you know, uh, he uh, got escorted, you know, into the heavens because he was um <coughs> destined for purgatory. Right. And uh so um uh, I probably I agree, you know, that uh, thinking of of God or the highest, you know, will get you into the highest consciousness. You don't have to um you know, um, be free of sin. It's impossible <laughs> to be free of sin. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, it that's just a busy work, you know, it's, it's just through grace and you might try to be free of sin, but you know, you got it, you need grace too. <laughs> but you know, through certain uh, virtue and exercises and this and that, you know, you can definitely transcend all the limitations, uh, you know, that are uh, uh, keeping you bound. And, and these are the higher esoteric levels of, of the different systems, right? Like Buddhism, Hinduism, even Christianity. Uh, so yeah, so I, you know, whether you're Buddhist and you call on a Lord Buddha, or whether you are a Christian, you know, call on Jesus or the absolute, you know, personality of Godhead, and uh, you know, you will uh, be picked up and you will be helped. You know, it doesn't matter kind of uh, whether you think you're qualified or not. Um, you know, uh, and it's best, you know, to start uh, practicing that because at the time of death, you know, you might be in great pain or, you know, not feeling so well. And, you know, you might forget about those things. So that why uh, many Hindus, you know, do a lot of mantra meditation. <laughs> so that even in a dream, you know, you can, uh, you know, call out on the name of God. All right. Very good question. Now this is from Lilo888 Lipo. And yes, uh, they are using us. Uh, we are humanoids and they drain you till you hit their level of energy. Uh, I don't think you're going to hit that level of energy though. Um, they don't post the type of, or they don't produce the type of energy. Uh, this is uh, not really proper English, uh, that's the problem here. You know, your body do, therefore, we are their batteries, machines to produce it, and we have no other choices but to make more of that energy that they like. They are so under us, they are, we are their humanoids. We are built to create uh, their supply, welcome home. So yeah, so he's expressing here the idea of the matrix. And I uh, agree with this, you know, they're definitely using us as batteries. And let's see what else is there. But we are now becoming distant human humanoids because they used us uh, as finding another way for them to create supply and so far. So that he's saying they have another energy source. 
and that means we are done so they have been meeting they have been being using us to find out a better supply for them something that no longer will need to recharging in karma is not listening to them they will punish humans because we were made to obey the masters loving or loud we are not humans we are robots the skin is a type of material they built us to protect the inside uh -huh. I don't know where you cannot get this information from and you know with which authority I mean it's of course you know the uh, you know we are batteries for the Draco but you know you're not only batteries for the Draco you are also batteries for the Anunnaki um, a lot of uh, the mummy work in um, <coughs> in Egypt, you know, actually was uh, done to <laughs> siphon energy uh, from the soul. There has been a lot of soul catching, which is not really soul catching, which is more like subtle body, astral body catching. You know, the personality, uh, not the soul. You know, and. Um, a lot of vampirism, you know, on 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 this. So uh, also, you know, a lot of black magicians, you know, that use the Alpha Draconians, you know, as their masters and guides, um, you know, um, doing the same thing. So uh, yeah, you know, we are being used as batteries, and more and more people are waking up to this. You know, this is why this meditation. And uh, it's going to take humanity probably a while, you know, to get it down. But that's just a question of time, you know. Uh, the ones that are figuring this out now are the pioneers. Uh, you know, those chords have been always there, you know, for thousands of years. You, you know, you just weren't aware of this. That's all. So, you know, don't be paranoid. It's just going to get better. It's just suddenly you find out, oh, there have been leeches on me. You know, they have been there all the time, but now you can see them. Thank you so much. And this is Alma Carrillo. I feel this is a step to finally heal. I'm so tired, too. I want to wait to be lifted. Also, she wants, I want that weight to be lifted. I want to be happy and enjoy what I have built in life, or not alone, best of luck. Yeah, uh, humanity is tired. <laughs> First of all, you know, we are not humans, we just spirit beings, you know, that reside in a human body. You know, of course, uh, then, you know, you're locked into your body and cannot go beyond it, you know, unless yeah, some really, really nice dreams. You know, that's when you go home into the higher dimensions and, you know, take a little break and then back into the physical body into waking day consciousness. So, yeah, so we are burdened, you know, for thousands of years. You know, we have been burdened by war. We have been burdened by poverty, by hunger, by having to work from morning to night from childbearing and disease and conflict, right? Conflict from, you know, between brother, sister, family, tribes, kingdoms, races, right? And so much suffering, so much suffering. And it's not going away. 
you know, it's not going away, you know. For it to go away, you have to forgive, you have to ask for forgiveness, you have to release. Uh-huh. So, um, I would say, you know, whatever you're suffering from, you probably did to other people too. Right. So if you have no lover, you know, you maybe put spells on people, you know, to take their lover away from them or to spoil their love. And now you know how it is. So in, in so many cases, you know, uh, where I work with people, this shows up, you know. So and sometimes we have cheated people, you know. Surely we did in some lifetimes. We know no better, you know. If we did it, we couldn't. We could do it, we did it, you know, we didn't know how it's affecting us. Maybe we thought we'd get away with it. And now you have a bunch of angry ghosts, you know, following you around from incarnation to incarnation, screwing up your life, right? So, um, generally, you know, what I find is whatever you're suffering from, you probably affected other people in that way too. You know, many times we overpay too. So, very good <laughs> comment, <laughs> you know, yes, we all tired, <laughs> we all tired. This is why the Hindus look for liberation and mukti, they're just going, oh God, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of that. Please, I want to get out of this, out of the wheel of samskara. Mukti, please. Oh, just remember God at the time of death, just say, take me home, take me home all the way. Mercy. Okay, Benjamin Lima here. Me too. Ah, this is a comment. Tired of trying to shake it all off while nothing works. Hope this helped you. I'm going to try it now. I'm drained. Yeah, draining. And there are other videos. It's like uh, taking back your powers and Draco cord cutting. Um, all these are pretty much standard, you know. I would say everybody listening to this, you know, has Draco courts, has given away his powers to dark masters or light masters, <laughs> you know, or to loved ones, you know, or to somebody they looked up to, right? And uh, so, yeah, it's time to get back your power, you know. In general, this is kind of called soul retrieval, you know, to get back your power, you know, wherever you lost your power. Thank you so much for commenting. And this here is from 888, Monkey Making Mitch 888, Universal Abundance. I've been receiving the terms in absolute ridiculous conditions of my soul contract, and I now that this composed and signed in a place of absolute insanity, and I'm getting it annulled immediately. I just, within that, for thousands of years, I've been in a non-stop repeating life of servitude, support to any and everybody drawn to that vibration and used, drained and discarded once empty over and over. Now my comment, this is what I call a bitch spell. You know, she becomes, it's like somebody's being somebody's prison bitch. That's what I mean with bitch spell. Never been truly rewarded from a place of love and accomplishment, fulfillment or security, only provided with the bare minimum, not enough to ever feel safe and secure, just enough to make sure I survive long enough 
to be fully drained and repeat. Well, yeah, you know, this is of course also the play and game of the Draco, a Draco, you know, to get loose from you, you know, to harvest your suffering energy. Um, definitely also, you know, to make sure that you do not, you know, ascend, that your consciousness doesn't rise, you know, if you're going from one survival, you know, or one trauma situation to another, you know, there is no, uh, it's very difficult, <laughs> you know, to get in a peaceful mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it also, you know, reeks to me, you know, that you have been, you know, thoroughly cursed, you know, to life of unhappiness, you know, there are all kinds of formulations that can be used, and um, so, you know, this looks like it, and again, you know, this could be deserved or non-deserved, and um, this is something very difficult to do by yourself, you know, so, um, but, you know, do the meditation, do the guided meditations, and it will, uh, you know, take a probably a lot of weight off your shoulders. All right, so let's go back, uh, go on. No matter what I thought I had to accomplish in this incarnation to uplift humanity, this contract was absolutely made and comprised from deceit, illusion, wickedness, and manipulation. I encourage anyone who obviously knows that there is something seriously major on a spiritual level completely corrupting any and every attempt of reaching, manifesting, and physically receiving the true desire. If your heart that you know and will be willing to do and die for deserve, uh, sorry, this is uh, Mr. Fatfinger probably messed around us this here. So do whatever it takes because this is obviously how we are being cattle farmed, abused, enslaved, deceived for thousands, maybe millions of years. I will take no further participation in this <laughs> horror. Okay, well, um, yeah, but uh, I <laughs> think for the moment you're stuck here and, um, you know, it's time to get through these uh, lower astral stuff that we are confronting now. You know, this is all lower astral uh, manipulation uh, that, you know, that affects us humans like cows of being affected by barbed wire. You know, cows cannot beat barbed wire and humans, uh, you know, haven't been even aware you know, of all those astral limitations that have been put on them. You know, only the mystics and a very few, you know, knew about those things. Right? And so, yes. Uh, now this is a comment here from Nine Jalicious. I'm tired of being hurt and angry and unfulfilled. I'm just tired. Yes, we understand. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is from Tanja Pesik. Dear Wolfgang, there are no adequate words to describe your guided meditation and this grandiose experience I've had just had. I'm so grateful for having been shown the way to find you and your videos here on YouTube. 
Funny how many times I thanked you during the meditation. It's just that I resonated with every single word you said to such an extent that everything felt so right and perfectly put together. And now there is an immense experience of yours behind this work that turned into such a masterpiece. Well done indeed, and thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. You know, uh, that makes me feel good. Really, thank you so much. And, um, yeah, you know, I uh, being guided, um, you know, when I do these meditations, um, you know, it's not just me, you know, I have a lot of help. So, um, and of course I pray, you know, that the people that benefit from my style will be drawn here. You know, so um, you benefit from my style and, you know, resonates with you. And so that's, you know, take advantage, take advantage, you know, go with it. You know, you're lucky. <laughs> and thank you so much for sharing. You know, it means a lot to me. Maybe sometime I see you in person by then. So this is from Roy Pereira. And by the way, do we take vows of poverty before we arrive here? Why would we do this, especially when we know that this is going to cause us prolonged suffering and sickness? So, do we have a discriminatory mind at that point in time, in the spirit, not to take any vows that would cause us to suffer? Secondly, when you offer the idea that we can break soul contracts, isn't that a way to thwart the will of God that we are cursed into taking at the time we made those vows? Very, very good question. I, I like your style here, Roy. So, um, <laughs> so this is again, let's go back to the first question. Mm -hmm. So, do we take vows of poverty, you know, before we arrive here? So, so we are influenced, you know, by you know what we design our life to be, and then also what others and especially enemies <laughs> want our life to be. You know, it's not that we fulfill necessarily our life mission. You know, the more you know you're trying to change the world, you know. Uh, the more you probably are going to have opposition that don't want to change the world, right? So, um, you know, this comes, you know, naturally. You know, it's like when you stick out, you know, uh, you stick out and you're going to attract more attention. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, some of the poverty we experience is just, you know, from curses, you know, or ghosts that were designed, you know, to hurt us, you know. Some of the poverty, you know, is from vows, you know, it's always a mix, you know, from vows or from what I call pious ghosts, you know, that think poverty is a good thing, or from enemy ghosts that think you should be suffering, right? So, and I give you, you know, a wonderful 
also <laughs> past life regression I did with somebody. So, you know, this person was an alcoholic. And um, so, you know, and I said, all right, let's just go to the lifetime. Uh, you know, we just started this pattern of alcoholism. And so this person, you know, was born into a very, very poor family. I think parents, you know, died. This was somewhere in China. You know, the people were a dime a dozen overpopulated. And um, so parents weren't there. And so, you know, she saw that there were uh, beggars hanging out, you know, on, on the entrance door to the property of a rich family. And so they would just sit in back there. And so she was smart, you know, she got herself, she could made a broom from sticks and every time they got out, you know, she would just clean, you know, the, the road in front of them, you know, and uh, those times there was a lot of garbage, <laughs> you know, a pig poo and whatever, you know, on the road. And she just, you know, was very good at very fast sweeping, you know, the road where they would walk. So they didn't have to, you know, watch where they were walking and step into something unmentionable. And so and she got a job then, you know. And so she had to, you know, clean up, you know, the uh, property, you know, uh, like a maid. And then she saw, oh, you know, there was this, uh, there was a carafe with alcohol that her master had. <laughs> and she took a nip. Right. I mean, she did not have any enjoyment, you know, there was food barely there, you know, nothing was taste. It was, it was a horrible life. She, she took a nip, you know, and so every day, you know, she took a little nip to take the edge off and then, of course, refill <laughs> the bottle with water. So the stuff got diluted more and more till the master, um, you know, <laughs> took a drink of the delusion and uh, figured out what was going on and she was kicked out and died kind of within two, three years, you know. So, all right, so she died an alcoholic uh, in poverty, you know. So we asked the high self, hey, <laughs> why the hell did you, um, did you choose a life like this? And so the answer was, well, you know, we wanted to teach her, you know, humility. You know, humility and, you know, respect for, you know, the, the weak, you know, and the poor. You know, and so they had not planned for her turning into an alcoholic, you know. So things go wrong. Absolutely things go wrong. Things do not always go as planned. Also, the soul doesn't really care that much about the suffering. You know, um, I have clients um, that also are expansions, you know, from, you know, very high God forms that, you know, affected human life and, oh God, you know, they're going through the most horrible <laughs> lives. You know, they can say, you know, I've done it all. You know, uh, not that they're just armchair philosophies, philosophers enjoying the good life. No, they're incarnating in the most difficult uh, and disturbing, uh, you know, and traumatic lives you can imagine. You know, so they experience everything, you know, of their little creation where they are affected humans, etc. And, you know, they're, they're doing their karma too, you know. And so, uh, <coughs> Let's see, this is a long topic.
and yeah so uh, secondly when you offer the idea that we can break soul contracts isn't that a way to thwart the will of God all right now soul contact is not a contract with God you know First of all, you are part of God. You know, every there is nothing separate of God. This is, you know, it's. I mean, you can say a contract through contact. You know, to yourself is a contract with God. I mean, you are part of God. You're not the whole thing. You're just a tiny part of God. But you are an expansion of God. God is completely aware of you. You know, of your being. And you're part of Him. You know, and uh, so. <coughs> You know, it is just a plan you made, a shopping list you made, you know, before you incarnated, you know. And then life happens. <laughs> and then life happens. So the shopping list is kind of, you know, uh, all right, you know, uh, let's see what we're going to have astrological, you know, so uh, uh, these and these and these things are going to happening on planet Earth. Uh, on, you know, of course, a different situation in the different, you know, countries or areas on the planet, you know, socio-economical, vibrational, you know, all kinds of cultural, all kinds of circumstances. And, uh, you know, you can, uh, you know, according to the birthplace and birth time and the genetics of your parents, uh, you know, and the availability <laughs> of parents, um, you know, they are living beings staying in, in a row, you know, to take birth as a human being, you know. To take a birth as a human being at this time is a very, very, very privileged thing. So there's a lot of spiritual royalty here incarnated at this time. So, you know, uh, yeah. So you kind of design, you know, uh, which parents you're going to have and uh, which astrology you're going to have, which kind of body you're going to have, most likely, you know, and then life happens. So because there is free will, there are variations. You know, people can make all kinds of choices. And, um, you know, and, and then you just have to improvise, you know, in a certain way. It's like a rail shooter, maybe the astrology and culture sets a certain rail, uh, but then you have choices within those those rules, and then uh, there is also a point where you maybe can transcend your astrology, you know, um, you know, get a greater freedom of this. But and, you know, uh, that's not something necessary to focus on. <laughs> All right, and um, yeah, there is actually more to say about this. Uh, so according to my, you know, experiences in past life regression, you know, and talking to high selves, uh, you know, the soul can decide to, yeah, to learn humility by being poor. Uh, you know, sometimes we also have been kings, you know, big shots with a lot of influence and we had no compassion. You know, many lifetimes I, I've seen uh, people were torturing their slaves. And then, of course, you have a whole bunch of angry slave ghosts around, or using gladiators, you know, to just fight to the death against each other for entertainment. Oh, God, did those guys got cursed. <laughs> oh, yeah, 2,000 years of suffering, you know. And so, 
<coughs> you know, uh, you have to experience pretty much, you know, every state, you know, of human experience, you know. Uh, so then, yeah, the soul surely does not avoid suffering, you know, and many times suffering is the way to get things going, you know. Without suffering you wouldn't move, without suffering you wouldn't leave the village and, you know, explore new places, right? And also, you know, the least person to be afraid of is God, you know, the source of all, you know, the supreme being, you know. Uh, and of course, there have been lots of beings that claim to be the supreme, you know, but uh, these are imposters. And, you know, the supreme being, you know, is the most understanding and loving, you know. So there is actually, you know, no judgment you know, on that level. Actually, this starts already way below, you know, that level, the non-judgment, uh, you know, about breaking promises, you know, that we didn't understand many times and uh, at the time when they were made and, um, you know, most of the times they were cheating promises anyhow, cheating contracts, you know. And we humans, you know, we are in a spiritual kindergarten, you know. I mean, we're not legally fully competent because we don't understand, you know, the implications of many of the contracts we did. You know, this is the contracts only done on a human level when we were incarnated, not the ones before we incarnated. Very good questions, I thank you so much. Now, this is um, a question from Sabachi.vyodo uh, Does breaking a soul contact mean that I will meet the person in a future life? Excellent question, excellent question. So, <coughs> why do we meet people, you know, in, in lifetime after lifetime, you know, how come that we are born to them, you know? So, uh, Many times, uh, or most of the time, I think the most common thing, you know, um, we are, before we even incarnate, you know, in human bodies or any other bodies, you know, we live in soul groups. You know, these are um, souls, consciousness of similar type, similar intent, like a herd or a tribe, <laughs> you could say. And, you know, they are traveled around, you know, uh, together, you know, you could consider this maybe as a tribe of Romas, you know, but, you know, souls, uh, so they can support each other and, um, you know, that there's kinship, etc. You know, some of them incarnate in the physical bodies and then some of them stay on the higher dimensions and work as spirit guides and, and, and some other incarnation. They incarnate and the others are spirit guides. So, you know, back and forth. So, with those people, you know, you're always going to meet back again and again. You know, this is your theater troupe, <laughs> you know, uh, with which you dingle-dangle, you know, around in incarnations. And, but so then there are other things, you know, let's say, you know, somebody murders you, you know, and he's from another soul group and tortures you. Um, <coughs> So there is some kind of balance, you know, to be done. 
and I'm pretty sure you're going to reincarnate with that person, you know, unless you completely forgive that person or even rectify the reason, you know, why they killed you. You know, I mean, if you wronged them, then you got to apologize and this and that and learn something, right? And uh, maybe, yeah, you know, you got to kind of rectify it in the past, you know, um, by insight, I would say. And uh, maybe asking for forgiveness when we've done wrong, you know. Or maybe uh, if they were just predators, uh, and then, you know, you asked for help, you know, from heavy hitters like Archangel Michael or God or Lord Jesus, you know. Every tradition has their protectors, so you ask those protectors, you know, to get them off your back and also all their karma and spells, right? So, and forgiveness, you know, is one of those things to, um, you know, unless you forgive when you were wronged, you know, yes, you will, um, you will probably have to incarnate with them, you know, and forgiveness actually comes only from inside, really forgiveness, that you see why they acted that way, you know, and many villains have been vilified themselves horribly when they were young, abused, etc., so, you know, this is, then they become, they were treated by monsters and then they become monsters themselves. But they're actually very, very hurt, hurt, hurt beings, right? So when you see the hurt that they have experienced, you know, that turned them into such monstrous people, bullies, you know, it is much easier to forgive. Also, when you see that you did this similar stuff to other people, you know, I had clients, many clients, you know, that let's say got raped and then they did past life regressions and poo, yeah, you know, <laughs> they did the raping themselves in those lifetimes and it was just a back and forth, you know, and this incarnation, you know, A rapes, rapes B and then the next incarnation B rapes A, you know, and back and forth. So forgiveness, this is very, very important, you know. I love you all. Namaste. I hope this helps. Um, if you like this, you know, please uh, support me by giving a thumbs up. You know, connect with your community. Make make comments. You know, of what happened to you. Ask more questions. They're very much appreciated. And you know, if you haven't subscribed, and um, I'm free for uh, personal sessions on Skype. Just send me an email. And I'm also available, you know, uh, for free on all the major podcast channels. Namaste.